is the Mulberry Lane Show. The Mulberry Lane Show. Exclusive interviews, fun, music, celebrities. Your weekend getaway. Here's Mulberry Lane, Rachel, Bo, and Alley Cat. Be a part of the family. Happy Thanksgiving weekend, happy shopping, and happy kickoff to the 2017 holiday music season. I'm Rachel, here with your radio sisters, Bo and Allie, and it's time for the Mulberry Lane Show. We'll hope your Thanksgiving rocked with family love, good friends, tasty food, and stellar music. Mm-hmm. Like Rachel said, it's the holiday music season kickoff, and every weekend till Christmas, we'll be featuring a seasonal song from artists in all music genres, so you can fill your holiday party playlist with lots of jingle gems. That's right, Allie. Bo. Well, glad you're here with your radio sisters. Mega stuff in store for you in the next hour. All you gotta do is keep it right here, and like a roller coaster, you You'll ride that creative process and experience the ups and downs of a musical career with the artists and celebrities who live it every day. So buckle that seatbelt. You're about to leave the station. And what a ride we're about to have, right, girls? (laughs) Totally. Okay, sisters, what's on the agenda today? Let's get to those guests. The Mulberry Lane Show's on Celebrity story songs You're gonna have it going on When we tell you who's stopping by now Okay, up first, two-time Grammy nominee and most played adult contemporary artist of today, Jim Brickman. Jim shares some things he's learned in the music business, how being naive in the beginning really served him well, and what he's learned as a songwriter and recording artist. Now, he's written hits like this one with Martina McBride. one with Colin Ray and Susan Ashton. You saved my heart from being broken apart. You gave your love away. And I'm thankful every day for the And we bet you can't get through the holiday season without hearing this one with Johnny Mathis. So I'm sending you a little Christmas And you guys are going to love Jim's honesty and artistry. What's next, Allie? Well, then it's parenting expert and author of a series of books on raising kids. Don Deus is going to be hanging out with you today. Her new book is The Stuff No One Tells You About Pregnancy. Although it's not the word stuff, it's a word we can't say on the radio. That's right. And this is a must-have guide for expectant moms who are looking for some counsel, some comedy, and some camaraderie during their ultimate countdown to parenthood. Don has some great tips for you, and she gets real about parenthood. Mm-hmm. Hashtag real talk. Okay, Rachel, who's next? Okay, we got a great way for you to cap off your Thanksgiving weekend. Make sure you check out the concert at the Waiting Room Lounge featuring vocalist and songwriter Dominique Morgan. Now, this concert is called Dom's Favorite Things, and not only will you be treated to Dom's amazing vocals, but some of his favorite artists from the regional music scene, and you'll have a chance to give back to three very worthy organizations that are also part of Dom's Favorite Things. You're going to get the scoop, hear all about it, and why you need to be there. This Sunday night, November 26th, 6.30 
at the waiting room. And we have to say, Dom is definitely one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and before we go to break, we've got to tell you about a concert of ours that you're invited to. <laughs> yes. Come on out to St. Mary Magdalene Church. Christmas Eve, December 24th. It's an hour-long concert. Before midnight mass, we start singing at 11. Open to all denominations, and it's free. Yep, and it's our musical Christmas card from us to you. So we hope to see your faces there. It's truly a magical night and the most wonderful time of our year. Mm-hmm. All acapella. See you there. And we'll be right back with Jim Brickman here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Yes, America's romantic piano sensation. Stay right here with Rachel Bow and Alley Cat on the Mulberry Lane Show. Brought to you by Braddock Finnegan Dermatology. Check it out. More of your weekend getaway coming right up. All right. We are family. Bringing you the stories behind the songs. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Jim Brickman, the most charted AC artist of today, is joining your weekend now. The music of this piano-based artist and songwriter has often been weaved into the fabric of your life, including his duets The Gift with Colin Ray and Susan Ashton and Valentine with Martina McBride. Don't forget sending you a little Christmas with Johnny Mathis. And it's just not the holidays without hearing from Jim Brickman. Jim Brickman's here today. Comfort and joy for your holiday. Yeah, yeah. That was live. Oh, my gosh. You sound fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank you. Great to have you with us. Good to talk with you. So now, what can fans expect from the tour this year? Well, always a lot of fun. I've come to really find out that the best success you can have in any entertainment venue or with your audience is to be really just who you are and share with them what you do the best. Okay. As soon as you try to be something that you're not, that's when they notice. So we want it to be lighthearted. We want it to have moments of joy, emotional moments too. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's about an essence of playfulness and of great music, but also a really good, comfortable relationship with the audience. Is this things you've learned over time or when you started out, did you have the formula? Well, when I started out, actually, ignorance was my friend okay. because when you don't know that you're supposed to do something else, <laughs> you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I remember when I got signed to the label, they said, so when does your tour start? Mm-hmm. I said, you mean like on a stage in front of people? <laughs> you know, I, it didn't even occur to me. I thought, well, don't you do that? Or I just was very naive. Uh-huh. That was as ignorance as it was naivete, you know? And uh-huh. so all I did was just get on stage and talk and play and talk and play and then that evolved into a style that really defines my whole approach to entertaining so you really hit upon it naturally you knew enough to go up there and be yourself well i didn't know enough it's what i didn't know i didn't know if you were supposed to do something different nobody said you have to have a band you have to have this and so That helped me Uh because I didn't fall into some sort of trap like, this is how you're supposed to do it. Right. Mm. And as a result, you kind of developed your own style, your own genre, really. Well, you know, the music is very intimate. So, you know, you have to think about how the music is used the most. And if it is trimming the tree or if it's the birth of a child or 
a bubble bath or, you know, these are all very intimate things, a wedding, you know, celebration like that. And so if you really think about it, it's not the same kind of experience as music that you would play driving down the car with the top down in California, you know. So you have to be what the music is or people get confused. Like, well, wait, that doesn't seem like that would be him. You know, Uh it's so beautiful and he's so obnoxious or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) You got to match each other. When you record, how do you capture that intimacy? Well, that's another place that I don't try too hard. Okay. You know, perfection is overrated because perfection has no emotional barometer. So, like, just because it's the right note doesn't mean that it strikes the right emotional chord with mm-hmm. people. So sometimes I'll leave in mistakes, subtle things. I hear them. Right. But if I think the overall performance has an emotional sensibility to it that the other ones don't have. Right. I'll choose that over perfection. Yeah, okay. And then how much, when you record, do you play top to bottom and then go back in and fix things up? Or do you try to keep a full performance as much as possible? Well, when I started, you had no choice. You had to play the whole thing from top to bottom. Uh And there was no tricks or easy solutions. Now, with you, you wouldn't have that problem with your pitch or auto-tune because you just naturally talented and it comes out that way but there was no uh operating to do because you couldn't do it if you did it it was too challenging so yeah i learned to play from top to bottom and and also so used to performing that i actually play better when i'm playing in front of people yeah yeah so when you're recording in the studio do you sometimes know as you're playing that this is the take uh-huh. And then and does that make you nervous that you don't want to mess up because it's really going great? Yeah, you guys know exactly what that feels like. Yeah. And what's so funny about it is Ann Cochran tours with me, and she and I went to high school together. Oh, wow. Okay. She used to come over to my house, and I would record us on these, like, cassette tapes, you know? Uh-huh. And then I would multi-track the cassette, like, overdub. It was wow. so noisy and so horrible, but... The point is that we would get to the end of the take, and inevitably, like, we'd be at the very end, and then my dog would bark or something, like, and I'd think, oh, God, we're at the end, that was so good. So you know exactly what I mean. You get to the end, and you're like, no, you know, that whole thing was so good. With all the buildup, uh-huh. I compare it to, like, an ice skater, when you watch them, they're about to do the triple loop, and you're nervous for them, Uh because you see them starting to go fast right. and you think it's coming it's coming it's coming you know that kind of thing oh, yeah. or a hard part of the song is coming uh-huh oh that's so, so funny. funny you're listening to the mulberry lane show here with jim brickman known as the most charted adult contemporary artist of our time the duet with martina mcbride were you guys actually together recording or did you send tracks out she put her vocals down how does that work That was kind of the beginning of the career. It's big now. But then she was up and coming. I was up and coming. It wasn't like now when it's like it's Johnny Mathis and it's me. To me, that's a very big difference. So people think of it in retrospect differently. But we were in the same room. You know, when I just did it with Johnny Mathis, we were in the same room. When I just did it with Kenny Rogers, we were in the same room. See, I like that. I think there's so much more to it when the artists are together. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what role you play in the song. For example, as the songwriter, that makes a big difference because I do have a sense of how I want it to go. You know, I find it difficult to say to Carly Simon, this is how it goes. No, you're not singing it right. You know, I, to bring myself to that point is difficult because it's like, it's Carly Simon, you know? Right, yes. But most of the time, the bigger stars are the most generous. So okay. Kenny Rogers said to me, you know, in the studio, is that how you're hearing it? Am I doing it right? I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> I don't care how it is. Yeah. Like, you're Kenny Rogers. It's Kenny Rogers. So, but he made yeah. it very easy for you to tell him yeah, and direct because him. Because he understands that it's a collaboration right. and that the songwriter has an idea of how they wrote it. But you also, as a writer, want their interpretation. You know, if, if you and I were doing something together, I would want the best of you. Right. Otherwise, why would I be using you? If, exactly. you? if everything you do is the way I want it, then everything sounds like me, not you. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't it interesting that the more successful people that you work with, they are the ones who really know how to collaborate? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that stay there longer. And I, I maintain the reason that they have such great attitudes is because they have seen a life of this business go up and down and up and down and when you're on the beginning of it and you're on an upswing you don't see that the same way as when you're 80 or whatever when you ride the waves yeah Mm -hmm. and it's exactly the same with olivia newton john same with donny osmond well i can't think of any of them that i've ever met at that level who are difficult obnoxious Uh diva anything the younger ones don't get me started (laughs) (laughs) Pianist and AC artist Jim Brickman. Well, come back and join us after the break. You'll hear more from Jim. Now, here's one of his most popular duets with Johnny Mathis. This is Sending You a Little Christmas. A photograph, a blanket, some mistletoe, confetti snow, an angel to put on a tree. Santa Claus in crayon To make you smile today While you're so far away So I'm sending you a little Christmas Wrapped up with love A little peace, a little light To remind you of how I'm waiting for you, praying for you I wanted you to see So I'm sending you a little Christmas Till you come home to me Music, celebrities and everything in between Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, you're going to rejoin Jim Brickman right now, America's romantic piano sensation, and our musical conversation. Do you have a favorite duet moment that happened in the studio, like something that was kind of magical? Well, most recently when Johnny Mathis sang this Christmas song of mine, Send You a Little Christmas, and we were at... Capitol Records in L.A., which I've been there, but I never recorded there. Mm -hmm. So I'm in the studio where Johnny Mathis recorded most of the biggest hits, where the Beatles recorded their hits, where Paul McCartney recorded Uh his hits. 
the whole thing was so surreal. Like yeah. I'm looking around, Frank Sinatra stood yeah. on the podium with the thing, you know. Yes. And then I'm teaching Johnny Mathis the song. I, I was like, am I in like a, a Twilight Zone? <laughs> what a moment, though. Yeah. yeah. And so then I'm going, you know, it goes like this. And he's like, okay, does it go up? And I'm going... How did this happen to me? Like, right. really? How did I get here? <laughs> and then, you know, I can just imagine, though, like his voice. You know, you're teaching him, and then he's singing it back to you with the Johnny Mathis voice. That had to right. be just like, wow. That's what I mean. Like, a Christmas song with me and Johnny Mathis. I'm like, okay, I already know what else to say about that. Yeah. And then he liked it so much that he put it on his yeah. album, too, mm-hmm. and titled his album the name of my song so yes those kind of things make you feel like all of my sensibility about wanting to do this there's like validation yeah, of i'm supposed definitely. to be doing this mm-hmm. you know i know you guys feel that way you're in a moment where you think we are meant to be doing this yeah and it makes all the hardships along the way you're like okay here's the payoff right here you have a moment where you're thinking to yourself Oh my gosh, Johnny Mathis. But then you go into the work and then you're not thinking that the whole time. Yes. Because they don't think you could work. Okay. That happened to yeah. me on tour with Olivia Newton John. I would look off, you know, in the wings and she'd be watching my set and I'm like, oh my God. Like, what? <laughs> really? Right. But, you know, then with new artists, this happens. I kind of helped this fledgling trio group in Nashville called Lady Antebellum that was like yeah. struggling to get known and uh-huh. you know what should we do and how should we do it and so we would talk about it and, and then I said you know I'm going to give you a break and you can sing on, on one of my songs and we'll see how it goes and we'll do a music video and, and all that and then what happens to them happens and then people go what was it like to work with them and I'm like I'm thinking why don't you ask them what it was like to work on me? Things don't just turn into that, and then all of a sudden it is. So and it's that's all the relative. Crazy music industry. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. Pianist songwriter Jim Brickman here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You've managed to add new things to your career all the time. You have a radio show now, and you're an author of books. So how do you manage your time? You know, there's two important qualities to managing time and creativity. First of all, you have to trust that creativity comes. It's also important to surround yourself with people who are advocates for you. And when I say that, I don't mean who just are yes men. It was like, whatever you say, you're wonderful. I don't mean it like that. Yeah. Just who understand the mission of what you are trying to accomplish and what your point of view is because mm-hmm. everybody has to have one or people don't yeah. know what you stand yeah. for you have yeah. to stand for something it comes back to if you trust your intuition for example i moved back to cleveland from los angeles okay i moved back there because my parents were ill and i want to be around them. so i think what am i going to do about the radio show because i'm losing my co-host so i just walk out into the office i go who wants to be on the radio? <laughs> because I thought people aren't talented based on their origin. Like, oh, I'm from California and L.A., therefore I'm more talented than if I'm from Omaha or LinkedIn. That's so true. Yes. Yeah. And, like, I play the piano the same way as when I was 25 in Cleveland, but right. nobody would have bought a ticket to that in a million years, you know? Mm-hmm. I guess what I mean is that as soon as I started to trust that you create the things around you, it made it easier to accomplish more because 
I'm on the tour bus. My tour manager is also uh, my co-host on the radio and like family to me. Or my female vocalist, Ann Cochran, you know, we grew up together. So it cuts down so much of the time of rehearsal because it's just there. You have to trust yourself, like playing the perfect piano or singing the perfect note, like I said before. There's no such thing. So you just do it and hope that what you do and authentically you connect with people mm-hmm. on the radio, in the book. Those are all things that complement my point of view. None of them are like, what is he doing doing that? Right. You know, if, if, They're if all I sides were, of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they all come from the same hub of the wheel. They're just spokes mm-hmm. right. from the hub. If all of a sudden I was like, I'm going to do a TV show where I build houses, you know, right. like Jim wouldn't know what to do with a hammer. <laughs> like, that's not me, you yeah, know, right. and people would know that it wasn't me. I think one of the things that we like a lot about you is that you have that attitude like the success comes from you. It's not like anyone is handing it to you. It's like all inside of you. And I think that you have shown that through your career. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you're a soloist, you're responsible for the choices that you make. And Uh everything is a trade-off. Nobody has it like that perfectly. If you're on the road, most of the time it's difficult in personal relationships. If you're not on the road and everything's great in the relationship, you're not on the road, so then you don't get to, right. you know, it's uh-huh. like that. And same with like some of these duet partners. People say, how did that happen? Did Tanya Rogers just call you? And I go, no, I went to the casino where he was playing and I stood at the stage door. Yes. And I'm like, um, wait for him to come out to go to the bus and go, Kenny, 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 it's me, Jim Brickman. And he's like, who? And I did, had no idea who I was. Luckily, the band did. Okay. They told him who I was. And then, you know, I sent him like five songs he didn't like. And then I sent him another one and he liked it. It would never have happened if I called the label, his people, right. the manager, you know. Right. Because then it's business. It's not artist to artist. That's why I stalk people. So be careful when you're performing at the stage door. I might be, you know, lurking outside there. All right. Trying to pitch you a song. Hey, you guys, I wrote this song and it'd be perfect for you. Uh, We would be on it. (laughs) Say that now. Well, Jim, we want to thank you so much for joining our show. It's wonderful to hear about your career and what you've accomplished. Pretty cool stuff. Thank you. Well, it's fun to talk to you. We should do like a um, radio thing together. We could have a good time. We'd love to do that. Yeah, you guys are so like bright and cheery and, you know, Midwestern, which I love. Because, you know, I am too. So it's more like the same way. It's the realness of, I think, growing up in the Midwest. You grow up with a really good perspective on life and what's important and a sense of gratitude. Well, absolutely. And I mean, I think something that you'll have your whole lives because of your relationship is that you know, you're going to have your ups and downs and all that, but it's like me with Ann Cochran. No matter how successful it ever is, we will still stand backstage with each other and say, how did this happen? Like, we know yes. how it happened, but yeah. you still think this is the same person who I've been with since we were in the talent show in high school. Right. And it still feels that way because of the dynamic of the relationship. So. And it's awesome to have somebody that has been through it with you that understands it so completely. Yeah, and you can't manufacture that on stage either, no. but I, I tend to be very loyal and very, um, you know... Are you a, a Leo? I'm not. I'm a Scorpio. Okay. Okay. One of our sisters is a Scorpion, yeah. so... Be careful is all I'm going to say. <laughs> we, we know that. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> she won't show you that she's going to get you, but she will because it's the thing, you know. Uh-huh. So true. That's funny. <laughs> Don't cross her. No. <laughs> okay, Jim. Well, we'll have to stay in touch. Okay. Take care, you guys. Thanks a lot. All right. Have uh, a great all the tour. Best you successes with the radio as well. Thank you. Jim Brickman, America's best loved piano sensation. We'll be right back here on the Mulberry Lane Show with parenting expert and author Don Deus. Taking you to break with Jim Brickman and Martina McBride. And even if the sun refused to shine, even if romance ran out of breath, you would still have my heart until the you covered the mulberry lane show now here's mulberry lane thanks for keeping it here on the mulberry lane show brought to you by braddock finnegan dermatology well don deus is a parenting expert and you're going to appreciate how real she gets about raising kids now you may know her from her series of books the sh exclamation point t no one tells you series that includes books on toddlers having baby number two and now, if you or someone you know is pregnant, you got to get your hands on her latest book, the SH exclamation point T, No One Tells You About Pregnancy. You're in for some counsel, comedy, and camaraderie as you count down to your new arrival. Welcome, welcome to the show, Don Deus. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> well, it's great having you on the show. And mommies are really having a moment in our culture. You know, a lot of taboo things and struggles are being openly discussed, and people are getting pretty real about it. So, first of all, why do you think this movement has picked up steam now? I think probably social media has probably played the biggest role. Probably in the past, you know, you have a baby and it's very isolating. It is, you kind yes. of go into your mom cave and stay there for months and years at a time. And social media has really offered us the opportunity to reach out to each other, communicate and talk. And I think that it's really healthy in some ways and then can be really challenging in other ways. But it's really nice when you're home with the baby and it's 2 a.m. and you can feel like you're connected to the outside world yes. a little bit through your phone. That is very true. So now let's get to the book. You mentioned in there for parents to prepare for the baby. So what are some of those ways? Well, I think that it's really important to have conversations before the baby arrives that you don't want to leave until day three and you're holding a screaming baby and you're sleep deprived and you're hormonal because it's all bad. It's not going to go well when you try to have these conversations. You know, one of the most important conversations is about feeding the baby. You know, they assume they'll breastfeed. They put it out of their mind. And it turns out that breastfeeding is really, really hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I teamed up with Store Brand Formula to kind of get the word out about this because they did a survey that said that formula is the last thing moms research before they have a baby and the first thing they research after they have a baby, which makes sense, you know, because you think it's going to be easy peasy and the baby comes and neither one of you really know how to breastfeed and make you feel really guilty if you're not able to do it. Mm -hmm. Author and parenting expert Don Deus here on the Mulberry Lane Show. You do talk about mommy wars. You know, at the end of the day, I think mommy wars are sort of in our own head most of the time. Uh It's us feeling like we're not perfect and of course every other person is perfect right. and and you know ridiculous. when you look on social media people are not 
posting pictures of their horrible moments. They're posting pictures. I try of- to. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, you look there, and that's, that's, what, that's one of the things. You're sitting there, you're an absolute disaster, and you're looking on social media, and you see these perfectly timed photos, and everybody's right. coordinated, and, uh-huh. you know, Janet down the street is just really kicking butt at this parenting thing, and you can't even get your kid dressed. Right. And the fact is, Janet got one second and posted it on social media, and she's just as much a mess as you are, and everything's fine. Like, right. we kind of hold ourselves to these standards that just aren't realistic. Do you have tips for combating our own heads? You just have to be gentle with yourself, you know, especially when you have a new baby. Be gentle with other moms. We're all out there doing the best that we can. You just got to give each other a break. You're going to be fine. You're doing the best you can. Your kids are fine. They're alive. Everything's fine. (laughs) And and just relax. Now, what about tips for dads? Well, in my book, I really try to bring partners into the conversation because it's not something they're really included in a lot. You know, the mom's carrying the baby and they're just kind of sitting over here waiting for it to pop out. And I think that partners need to be involved in these conversations early and often. In my book, I bring dads in and bring partners in and try to give them advice how to live with a pregnant woman, which can be a little bit more difficult than living with a baby because, you know, pregnant women have better aim than babies (laughs) and a lot more hormones. (laughs) And then, of course, you know, the big thing after you have a child is just the extreme fatigue and tiredness. So recommendations for that. A caffeine, after you stop breastfeeding, uh, caffeine, a lot of it. They, Store Brand Formula did a survey recently that new moms said that lack of sleep was their biggest concern before they had a kid. And, you know, I think that's a very valid concern. Sure. The fact is, you'll get used to it. You know, uh-huh. you'll sleep again when that baby decides you'll sleep again. Uh-huh. And it's amazing how little sleep you can function on. It's amazing. You'll get there, you'll figure it out, and you'll, you'll make it happen on very little sleep. Okay, and then before we let you go, talk a little bit about your family. Um, I have two kids, Vivian, age six, and Daniel, age four. They are a delight <laughs> all the time, all day, every day, except for when they're not. What's your next book? Do you have the next one in, in line? Uh, no, I'm going to take a nap after that. <laughs> a well-deserved I'm, nap? Yeah, a long, long nap that will probably last as long as my children allow, so about maybe 14 seconds. Right, that's about it. Okay, and anything you want to leave that pregnant mother with, you know, a piece of advice before we let you go? I want to let moms know that they're going to be okay and to be gentle with themselves. And as far as the feeding thing goes, you know, consider using formula. It can be really, really expensive. So look into store brand formula. It can be up to 50% cheaper, and it has the same nutritional contents as the nationally advertised brands. Okay, and where can people learn more about you? Done. You can go to dondeus.com and you can also visit storebrandformula.com for more information on formula and baby first year stuff. Okay, well, thank you for the tips and hints. And after your 14 second nap, you'll have to come back and <laughs> tell us about the next book. Are you going to sing me out? No, we don't sing out. Oh, man. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't want that. It'll hurt every, everybody. will break the radios throughout the land. Well done. Thanks for joining the show. Thank you for having me. Parenting expert and author Don Deas here on the Mulberry Lane Show. Stay with us. We're coming back with regional artist Dominique Morgan. Music, arts, and lifestyle. Back to the Mulberry Lane Show. 
Now, here's Mulberry Lane. Well, he is a strong and powerful voice in the Midwest music scene, and if you haven't had the pleasure of hearing him live in concert, you need to catch Dominique Morgan and the experience at the Dom's Favorite Things concert. Now, it's happening Sunday, November 26th at 6.30 p.m. at The Waiting Room. Dom is here right now to share with you what you can expect from the concert, who's going to be there, and how he has made this concert an all-day push to donate to three important groups. Dominique Morgan here today. Dom's favorite things heading your way. Hi. Great to have you. I am so excited to do this interview. You have no idea. Oh, awesome to hear. We are happy to have you on the show. And, man, you have an incredible voice. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yes. And now this Dom's Favorite Things, this is a tradition for you. So what can people expect from this concert? Well, the show originally started in 2013. It was just focused on my favorite musicians. And then I realized that I wanted to focus on my favorite organization to support. So it's just gotten larger and larger. And this year, I've pulled together a group of artists who I've been in awe of the last seven years that I've been actively recording music and organizations in my advocacy work that I look at these young folks who need a little hand up and the work that we're going to be able to do from replenishing a scholarship fund with Blackburn High School to just getting warm gloves and socks for the homeless youth at Youth Emergency Services will be, you know, amazing for us to do. So the three groups are the Douglas County Youth Center, Blackburn High School, (laughs) and the Youth Emergency Services. Yes, those are the three organizations. Okay, now how did you narrow it down to those three? At the end of the day, regardless of political views, people agree that young people deserve opportunities to be great. And all of those organizations support young people who are displaced in one form or another. And since you work with these kids on a personal level, you probably see how just a little bit of help can help out their lives so much. Absolutely. Last year, I have a song called Shine that's going to be on the new Christmas album that actually I wrote for Blackburn Senior Class last year. How special. Yeah, I watched this young lady who at the start of her last year, she had a baby and she didn't know if she was going to be able to graduate. And then she graduated and then she received a scholarship to be able to participate in a certified nursing assistant program. So you watch the work and you watch these young folks really fight to do great things. And the name of that song is Shine? Yes. That's cool. So now, is there a new Christmas album coming out as well? So I released the original album, I think, two years ago, and things were missing. I really think that holidays are a great time to fall in love, so I added a love song, Christmas Wish, Shine is on there. Okay. You know, also, as a vocalist, things changed with your voice in two or three years. So we Mm -hmm. went back and updated some vocals, and now that I have the band, the sound is a bit different. So I think it's a great update to the album with some new songs. Okay, awesome. You know, it's fun to go back and revisit things and update them, too. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you mentioned that there'll be some other artists at the concert as well. So talk about who will be there with you. My friend Madison Ray is coming down from Des Moines. He's like this pop visual artist, which is very exciting. Jay Crumb, 
who I think is one of the most impactful hip-hop artists in the Midwest this last year. Yeah. Um, the Umoja Choir, they're an East African gospel choir. Um, cool. That just did a Tiny Desk video with the Miranda Birds. They did some great stuff, so they're amazing. All Young Girls are Machine Guns. Great. I've always loved them. And then Tara Vaughn, and I've always loved Tara. Awesome. Uh, so it's a really diverse lineup. You know, I have some really powerful women on the stage and different culture representation. So it's going to be gonna a be great really, night. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, right now you're listening to the Mulberry Lane Show, and we're talking with Dominique Morgan. He's going to be live in concert this Sunday night, November 26th, 630 at The Waiting Room. Okay, so now, you know, it's one thing to be a singer, songwriter, artist, but it's another thing to pull together a concert like this to get donations going to these organizations. So where does that side of you come from? You know, I found advocacy work, you know, about 10 years ago, just realizing that, you know, I was going through a rough time in my life and I was looking at the services that were available to me. And, you know, you would find a person that really was great and you would run across some folks who really weren't passionate about their work. And I told myself I wanted to be a person that no matter how people crossed paths with me, they knew that I really wanted to make sure that they got what they needed. Um, So, you know, went to college, you know, got a degree in public health. And so I'm glad to be a health educator at Charles Drew here in Omaha to sit on multiple boards, you know, really push the idea that anybody can give back. Anybody can be a supporter of the community. It doesn't take millions of dollars. It doesn't take a bunch of hours. It's the intent. And then you just have to have the desire to want to make your community better. And I think everybody is capable of doing that. Absolutely. And it's nice to put that message out there that you don't need a lot of money and you don't need a lot of influence. It's little things that can make a big difference. Absolutely. Now, where can people learn more about how to donate and where to get tickets? My website, DominiqueMorgan.com. My Facebook artist page is Dominique Morgan. And then there's, of course, the Facebook event for Dom's Favorite Things. In there, I'll be posting the wish list from Youth Emergency Services and the kids. Um, So different items you can pick up. Um, The money from the ticket sales are going to replenish the scholarship fund. Wow. Um, So that's important. Perfect. Okay, before we let you go, we hear that you have a connection to us, to Mulberry Lane. So you've got to fill us in on that. Yeah, I was in Youth Leadership Omaha when I was a sophomore at Benson High School. Okay. And I was secretly writing songs, but I'm like, you can never be like a musician and like have a career in that. And that's not a thing. And I remember there was a day they took us to ConAgra Building uh-huh. and they had different people present what they did. And I remember at the time there was Jamie and she was talking about that she was a business person and she worked with her siblings and all these great things. And then she just told me that, you know, it was like they kind of did an unveiling of what their job was. And I'm like, she, she was a musician. Uh-huh. And that first time I had heard, like, it was the reality of understanding that, like, my dreams could be a way for me to have a really, you know, great living. And so I became like a super fan of Mulberry Lane after that. I would catch three buses on the holidays to come and listen to you guys sing. Um, And I think it's an example of just how you can show someone just by living your life how they can do the things that they dream of. So I've always just been appreciative of you all. I listen to your show often and I just thank you all for representing Omaha and that changed my life at 15. That's Um, amazing to hear that. I mean, almost leaving me speechless right now. (laughs) (laughs) The cool thing is, Dominique, you are turning around and inspiring others as well. And that's the beautiful thing about this chain is it can keep going. Absolutely. 
So it's all about paying it forward, but I thank you all so much. And the music you all do and just the example you all have set for like us in the Midwest, it's just been so impactful, and I so appreciate it. Awesome. Dominique, we're very flattered and honored to hear that from you. I have warm fuzzies. (laughs) (laughs) And we know this is going to be a great concert, and thank you to you for giving back to the community in such an effective and beautiful way. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. Keep us updated on what's going on, and you'll have to visit us again for the next concert or project. Thank you. I definitely will. Okay, and once again, it's Tom's Favorite Things live in concert Sunday, November 26th, 6.30 at the Wings. You're my purpose. You're my reason. You're my always. You're my forever. Bringing you some of Dom's favorite things this Sunday night, November 26th, 6.30 p.m. at the Waiting Room Lounge. Guys, don't miss it. And Dom, thanks for hanging out with us today, sharing with us your music, your advocacy, and your heart. Who else do we need to thank, sisters? Well, shout out to parenting expert and author Don Deus. Gotta check out her brand new book, The Stuff No One Tells You About Pregnancy. Don, thanks for giving such awesome advice today to parents-to-be. Absolutely. And finally, a big musical hug to romantic piano sensation Jim Brickman. What a great way to kick off the holiday season this weekend with a good chat from Jim. Hope you guys check out his Christmas music, which is always a staple this time of the year. That's right. Okay, and before we let you guys go, we got to tell you that you got to mark us in red and green on your holiday calendar. December 24th, we have our annual hour-long Christmas Eve acapella concert. It's down at St. Marie Magdalene Church, downtown Omaha. You're going to hear Mulberry Lane, those classic Christmas hymns and songs that you know and love. It's our favorite time of the year, and we'd love to see you there. Be a part of it. And one more event we got to mention next weekend, December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. There's an open house at the Bella Terra Vineyard in Glenwood, Iowa, to showcase the amazing photography of John and Deborah Scanlon. Now, they have wine tasting, holiday music, and seasonal refreshments. You can also take non-perishable food items to donate to the food bank. A perfect way to kick off your holidays. Both. Stay happy and stay blessed. Allie, don't forget to be awesome. Rachel, that's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah.